Thoughts of Molly Mormon podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Welcome back, listeners. It's been a hot second. It has, but we're back. Woohoo! We are back, and we, I don't know if you guys have seen, which I'm sure you have, but Katie has posted some of the best memes ever, and the one from (laughs) yesterday makes me giggle so very much. (laughs) The the lubed-up dildo one? Yeah, because who doesn't love a lubed-up dildo joke in reference to religion, especially? Yeah. It's just so great. Mormons don't, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) We do, and that's all that matters. (laughs) I sure do love it. No, it's good. Um, Also, I think it was last week. I'm not going to lie. My memory is so bad. I should have asked you this before, Katie. Did we? We recorded last week, right? Yes. Last week was the priesthood episode. Right, right, right. Peter Priestley. Got it. Yep, yep. I think that was also the one that we talked about how we almost got to 3,000 listens or shy of it. And listeners, thank you, because we're way past 3,000 now. We so that's are. So real exciting. I, I know. It was so exciting when <laughs> when you sent me that. I was like, ah, what? I know. I couldn't believe it. I opened it up, and I took a screenshot because I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is so exciting. But we haven't – I haven't celebrated yet. I haven't had any alcohol to celebrate. But tonight, don't you fret, listeners. I will be drinking in honor of this 3,000 listeners. Yay! Woo! We will – well, cheers to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and also, thanks for all the response that we, or responses that we got for, um, like, what topics to talk about. That's really helpful for us, especially me, because I'm the lazy one. So that's really great. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is, like, good material and planning for us. Excellent. 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 Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think the one that, well, I don't think I know, the one that won for this week is talking about cults. Yes. So, yeah, do you think Mormonism is a cult? Oh, that's such a loaded question and really interesting. Um, okay, so listeners, if those of you who didn't grow up Mormon, you, I'm assuming, thought that Mormons and Mormonism was a cult, and whereas, like, people who did grow up in the religion, I was so adamant that it wasn't a cult. Like, I was like, why would they even think that? It's so dumb. Like, right. obviously, we're not a cult. Like, why would they even think that? Like, cults are like mm-hmm. this, this, and this, and we're not drinking special Kool-Aid and, like... You know, I don't understand. And then once you remove yourself from the religion and you actually look at it, it's like, oh, oh. okay. By, by definition, we are a cult. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I remember being young, being a teenager and hearing, I think I, did you ever hear of the band The Used? Mm-mm. Oh, they were like this emo band and um they started in Provo playing like where Imagine Dragons played and all of them. Oh the Valor, yeah. Yeah, the Valor. And they um I remember they were I think they were in Rolling Stone and they had this interview and the lead singer said that Mormons were or that the Mormon church was a cult and it was this big huge deal I remember at my school really? at the time. Really? Because those kids went to my school. They were just, I think, like a grade or two older than me. And uh, anyway, it was this huge deal where they were like, I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they would say that Mormons are a cult. Um, 
And even I thought like, oh yeah, why do people always have to say that? Because in your mind, you think of cult like unbreakable Kenny Schmidt tile style type yeah, shit, exactly. you know? Um, or like Jonestown, like you mentioned. So then once you leave, things kind of start to become more clear and you're like, what? This was actually maybe probably a cult. <laughs> Exactly, like, because, yeah, I know what you mean, like, I really defended it so well, because I think the first time I ever heard it as reference to a cult was, um, <clears throat> I think I was, like, 20, I mean, I'm sure I heard it in high school, but it just never registered with me, um, but I remember when the word exactly, like, cult was used, oh, man, I have a frog in my throat, <clears> throat> sorry, sorry, sorry was I think I was like 22 and it was when I moved back to Georgia and my I had four, three other roommates who were not Mormon who um I was like really good friends with and I was dating this Mormon guy oh the asshole that I talked about in a few episodes back oh yeah and he was like over and we we're like talking and my friend was like oh so you know because you guys are Mormons that means you're gonna get married pretty pretty soon right and he was like oh like making all these jokes like oh you know well we'll see blah 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 and then <clears throat> my Scottish friend who didn't grow up religious, who lived with us at the time was like, well, what does that mean? Do you guys have to do something special because you're Mormon? And I had never talked about it in front of my childhood best friend because I knew that she couldn't go to a temple wedding and I knew it would be a huge deal. Like I knew she'd be really upset about it. So I just never talked to her about it. So at this time I was kind of like, Oh shit. Like, uh, I don't really want to talk about it. And then this guy I was dating was like, well, yeah, we would get married in the temple. And that means only worthy Mormons, like LDS members can attend. And so my, my best friend was just like, wait, what? So I wouldn't be able to go. And I was like, uh, well, I mean, I'd have like a reception after. And she's like, but why would, why would a religion or a church exclude people? Like, why can I not go? Like, I'm your best friend. I've known you for how many years? Like, I would want to go to your wedding. And I was like, yeah, but like, it's not, and this is the line, listeners. <clears throat> it's not that we're keeping it a secret. It's just that it's sacred. Bar. And, <laughs> and I remember her being like so confused. And my other two friends that were there were just like, okay, so none of us can go. And I was like, no, but like I said, I'll have a big reception. And that's when my best friend from childhood was like, well, like, it doesn't bother you that your own daddy can't walk you down the aisle. And like, none of your family will be there because none of my family are members except for my mom. So it'd be my mom and like, that would be it. Yeah. And she, and that's when she said like, that's to me is a cult. And I was like, wait, what? Why? And I remember the guy who I was dating got like really like offended by this and was just like, no, we're not a cult. Like, it's just because... You know, we want to keep the things that happen in the temple sacred. And if we open it up to the public for those who don't understand, then it's no longer sacred. And and all she kept saying was like, to me, that's just you excluding people. And that's like, and you being in this tight knit community, that's like a cult. Yeah. And it and is. I, I She's right. It. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yes, yeah, so that was like the first time I'd ever heard it that way. And I, I just didn't understand her point. And then now I'm like, oh yeah because it is this like community that excludes people who aren't in this religion like right that's the that's secret the of a cult. yeah the secrecy and everything um i i looked up something i've heard about this i only heard about this probably this last year or so but it's called the bite model have you heard of it b-i-t-e bite model no what is that so this guy his name's steven hassan and he's the he's 
uh, sorry, <laughs> he's the world's leading expert on cults. And he wrote this book about cults and how to escape one because he did. And he calls and there's a model where that where you can kind of assess whether or not you're in a cult. And it's called the bite model. The B stands for behavior control. The I stands for information control. The T stands for thought control and the E stands for emotional control. And there's all these little subcategories within there um, about what they control about what you think and about how you, you know, behave or how you dress and things like that. And I was looking through it and it is so crazy. And there's been lots of other Mormons and writers and stuff who have gone through, or ex-Mormons rather, (laughs) and they've like ticked off, like checked off how many of these so I guess there's 91 points. So if you if you hit all 91 points on this bite model, it's like full-blown, like Jonestown, Branch Davidian, Heaven's Gate, crazy, going to have <laughs> like suicide cult, right? Yeah, but yeah. Mormonism gets, if you're being like super lenient, they, out of 90 points, they get 60. Shit. And that's if you're being lenient. Like if you... If you do it for the the missionaries, it's way higher. It's like almost, you know, all the way up there. Um, and it's nuts, like the stuff that you read through and the things that they control um, that's so much similar to those really dangerous cults. Whereas, like, I kind of think that all religions, especially, like, mainstream Christian religions, are kind of have some of like the cult-like tendencies in just a little bit of a way, but mm-hmm. nothing close to Mormonism, like not even nearing it um, with like the control. Um, yeah, exactly. I was going to say what really resonated with me when you were talking about this is the control fact. And that is like a hundred percent. Yeah. Like any type of religion or organization or cult (laughs) that's how they use it is to like control you and your actions and your thoughts and then make you feel guilty or ashamed or like it's all about brainwashing and actually literally today I was feeling a bit like I'm going to this dinner after we record and I was like oh I really want to like just like drink and maybe have a few ciggies or like just you know like take it easy just like celebrate not be in my head and then instantly like I was like oh I shouldn't do that and I, I, I couldn't figure out, like, why I was feeling that way. Like, why I was like, oh, no, you shouldn't drink. You shouldn't do this. Da, da, da. And I was talking to my boy about it. And I was, he was like, oh, why would you not? And I was like, well, I think it might be, like, this being controlled again. Like, just sneaking back in. Like, every once in a while, it just, like, pops up this little evil, like, turd that just pops up. It's like, <laughs> oh, you know, like a hit reminder of the past of being controlled. And, like, what I could do with my body. What I couldn't do. Like, feeling this like feelings of guilt and shame before it even happens just because I was thinking about it yeah and like after that like after I like said it out loud to him and then his first response was well it sounds to me like you should do it even more then and I was like yes yeah (laughs) well done yeah that's Um, totally yeah totally like remnants of that brainwashing and and um mental and like emotional control that Mm -hmm. the church has on you and because that happens to me as well I totally know what you mean yeah it's a it's a weird feeling and katie and i we've talked about this before that like after you know some nights when we like drink or like party or whatever like the next day i'm like totally depressed feeling and it's it's not just because i'm hungover it's because of these thoughts you know like these you're not supposed to be doing that or like 
you know, you're not supposed to be drinking, you're not supposed to be doing this, you shouldn't have done that, like the Holy Ghost goes to bed at midnight, and you know what, you're going to feel like this because you deserve it, like God's cursing you because you deserve to feel this like depressing, like guilt, like shame, it's like that gross feeling that's in the pit of your stomach that I used to get all the time in the Mormon church when I would commit, I'm doing an air quote, a sin, and I felt so guilty about it, and I would have this sick feeling in my stomach, and, like, I just couldn't shake it, and those feelings still, like, I still get them quite often, like, where I'm just like, oh, yeah, kind of bad, and it's from, yeah, it's from all those years of, like, whole brainwashing and, like, telling you that this is what you should and shouldn't feel, this is what you should and shouldn't do, and if you don't do it, or if you do do it, then you're going to be ashamed and, like, you know, have all these feelings of guilt and remorse and you need to repent of your sins. Yeah. it And it's lasting damage, like you said, which is, I think it's really important to talk about it. And I know that it's like a hot button topic to say that Mormonism is a cult and they get all offended by it. But if people are just silent about it, then then other people like us may not escape and realize what's what's happening to them and how it can have lasting effects on their life and how they view themselves and their mental health and all of that stuff with the issues of like the brainwashing like you said exactly and also what you're saying too is this whole i don't remember what 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 letter it was in that bite but the like um taking away information maybe it was the t i don't know i think it's it's the yeah the information control there's like a whole section about uh uh-huh yeah yeah and that's the thing too we weren't allowed to research it you're not allowed to talk about it you're not allowed to do like they control your input like your what you are surrounded by like the type of information you read is 100 percent controlled in the Mormon church yeah completely and that was a big part of this bite model yeah you can only and especially like you know in at BYU or even in, in places like that or on your mission it's even more intense but even in general you're only supposed to um, consume media that's like church approved or church promoting you know faith promoting things and you can't watch even if it's something as simple as like a rated r movie or something like you know you can't i remember how big of a splash like (laughs) big love made on hbo you were like big love was like this horrible thing you were never supposed to watch because it talked about like mormons and stuff um and just things like that how they yeah they control all the information that that the members consume and that's that's how a, a big reason of why they're so successful it's true i mean that's like i don't know if it was i could say cult 101 but like any type of power like organization to control people is to limit their information and to yeah. only feed them the information that you want them to know and that's yes. how they survive and like even when we we're talking about like the movies and stuff like it, it hit me the other day too because we were watching I don't know, my boy and I were watching something on TV, and I was like, I, it was some old movie that was, like, well-known, I don't remember which one it was, but it was, like, a well-known movie, but he was like, oh, you've never seen this? I was like, no, and he's like, how have you never seen this? And I started thinking about it, and I was like, oh, because it's rated R. (laughs) I haven't watched a lot of rated R movies, and he's like, what is, first of all, what is rated R? And I was like, oh, American Guides, (laughs) like, it's, you know, a rating, like, as a Mormon, you were not allowed to watch radar movies. And 
like, I mean, for him, that was just something like, well, I can't even fathom this, like how much they controlled you and how yeah. like you couldn't even watch this type of movie. And then I told him this and Katie, I don't know if you remember, but it's, I think it was only in Utah, but that company that was called like Angel Video or some shit. Oh or my like gosh. Guardian Video. That's, <laughs> Sarah, that's still a big thing. There's like multiple businesses in, in out, out of Utah that... Yeah, like I'm sure you're about to say. So listeners, they're these businesses that they edit the movies and then you can like rent the movies from them so that they take out what like swear words or sex scenes or something. Yeah, so all the like things that constitute a radar movie. So swear words, sex, drugs, violence, like all of that. Cause Probably I just like anything in- controversial. They'll take it out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I watched the, a few of those when I lived in Utah, and what <laughs> in particular I remember was uh, Atonement. I watched this version, and I was like, well, I don't get, like, I don't understand the movie. And then later, when I left the church and watched it, I was like, oh, my God, they cut out the biggest scene that explains <laughs> the entire movie. I was going to say, that would be so hard to follow. <laughs> exactly. So I was just like, what? Anyways, like, it's just so crazy to me, like, so listeners, they would literally, like, so, and, and this was, like, the gray area that always bothered me about Mormon Church, too, is that, like, they would say don't watch radar movies, but then they would be okay with watching, like, I don't know, like, some other show that was, to, in my opinion, just as bad. Like, it just wasn't violent, but maybe it had, like, a lot of sex scenes in it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was just so, it was kind of like I, each Mormon would interpret it their own way as long as it wasn't rated R. But I even knew some Mormons who wouldn't even watch PG-13 movies. Like, they oh, were that sure. intense about it. It was, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, and I used to be that girl, listeners. Oh, man, I was so embarrassing. When I moved to Germany six years ago, like, I went to this, like, Mormon party. It was, like, a party. I'm doing air quote party. It was, like, a group of people came over to watch a movie. And they, ugh, fuck, what was the movie? It was some movie that was rated R. And I was like, we can't watch that. That's rated R. <laughs> and they were like, we don't have these ratings in Germany or in Europe. So, like, it doesn't apply to us because, like, and it's true, like, in Germany, they don't rate, like, sex and, like, nudity and sex and, like, cussing and all that stuff is not, like, a high rating. So, they do, like, numbers. So, it would be, like, a, I think they have, like, 6, 12, 16, and 18. And 18 is, like, the worst. And, like, for like a like atonement for example or something that just has basically like sex scenes and nudity that would be like a six or an eight. Oh, okay but maybe not a six six is like a kid's movie but it'd be like an eight or a ten like it's not like considered bad because here they actually think that you know sex is normal and healthy so like, <laughs> yeah as they should <laughs> whatever. um but like they would consider like violence like a really gory movie with like war or whatever that would be like an 18. Yeah. That's, and that's again how it should be yes. like actual things that are like affect the mind in a negative way like yes. violence and stuff like that yes that should be rated higher whereas like sex is not something that you should be ashamed of or that like children can't see and you know what I mean like obviously maybe not porn but like a normal cinema movie whatever right, right. so anyway so I was just like what no we can't watch it I y'all I was on my high horse about it like I was like (laughs) no 
as a Mormon, you should not be watching this. It doesn't matter if it's like a different rating system in Europe or in America. It's the same principle. And they were like, nah. Like, it's not. Like, not at all. And I left. I was so, like, Molly Mormon that I was like, well, I just have to leave because I refuse to watch this movie. And I walked my ass home in the cold into a subway station to go back to my flat because I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. What a righteous young woman. (laughs) Yeah, and I felt like I was being such a martyr, too. And that was the other thing. We can talk have a whole other episode about, like, Mormons and Christianity and religions, like, try to one-up the next person because you want to be a martyr or, like, you want to be, like, the most righteous person. Like, I was like, oh, I just did this great thing. I stood up for what I believed in and what I've been taught. And like, <laughs> I should be like praised for this, you know? Anyway, those bitches didn't care. They were just like, you missed out on a fun movie night. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's as simple as that. But no, yeah, like the brainwashing, like the cult mentality of like, I can't watch that because my church said it's bad. So, yeah, without even trying to understand the logic, that was exactly yes. the point that you're bringing in is like this cult brainwashing. Like, I was not even at a place where I could understand logic. It was just, it's radar. No. Yeah, and that's like, their no goal logic. is yeah, no, no logic like at all in the what was it in the thought control section? It really is like you it's they use language and they use techniques to stop members from using any type of like logic or critical thinking or you know anything that would question the doctrines or the whatever teachings of the cult. And that really is like what Mormonism does. I know all religions do it to a little bit of an extent, but I don't like nothing like, you know, not near <laughs> how Mormons do it. Yeah, I mean, I think you you said it spot on that like all religions, especially like within Christianity is all about, you know, like controlling some part of information. You know what I mean? Because I do know like, Christian friends who maybe they aren't Mormon, but they still don't want to research stuff or like they just kind of believe what they're told and let go. Like they don't actually like, oh, I'm going to look into that. Mm-hmm. But it's not because they're taught like not to. It's more just they're, I think they're just afraid of change. Right. And right. that's it. Yeah. Whereas in the Mormon church, it's like, no, they tell you over and over and over and over again to not look up anything. Yeah. Like, because anything that's not from the Mormon church is anti-Mormon and that's another exactly. sign of a cult is that like any other information it's like this us versus them mentality and the world is out to get you and you have to stay safe in your little bubble of the yep. of the religion exactly and I think uh, yeah so Part of the question, so our our listener, Brittany, hey girl, she sent in this question about like, you know, this whole topic of cults and, you know, how people who didn't grow up in this would look at a Mormon church or whatever type of cult and think like, how do you not know? Like, this is just so obvious. Like, how would you not know? And I was thinking about that, like preparing for today, like just thinking like, what are some things that we do in the church that what we used to do because you and I are no longer in it but like what did we do that if someone from the outside saw this would think whoa like get your great kool-aid <laughs> out because that's a cult you know right I think and, like yeah, a ahead. huge one like what you might say is like how all Mormons dress the same or really similar because they yes. have to because of the garments like they all uh, look the same <laughs> 
Which is another funny topic. So garments. I know we talk about this shit all the time, but I, I felt like maybe we didn't, or I didn't explain this well enough in the podcast because, so last night again, my boy and I were talking something about garments and I was like, um, yes, yeah, like even when you're married, you like walk around and like, he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You have to wear them after you're married too, and I was like, "Yeah, like you wear them the yeah, rest of your life." That's pretty much it's... when only when women wear them, like because women pretty much usually are only allowed to go to the temple like to get married or to guess, go on a mission. Exactly, and so I was like, "Oh, maybe I didn't explain that to the listeners, those who didn't grow up Mormon." But like, no, you wear these garments until you die, and in fact, you're buried in them. Yep, you're buried so... in them. Yeah, like, it goes with you to the grave. It's not just, like, what you wear before getting married. It's, like, you wear them your entire life. Like, it's, <laughs> it's insane. And because of that, yeah, everyone does dress the same. And, and like, that reminded me, sorry, remember your okay. thought, but I just wanted to say this, too, with the clothing. You can't wear your wedding dress, like, so you get your garments, and you can't wear your wedding dress inside the temple. You have to wear, like, a special temple garment wedding dress. Right. Yep. And then yep. you, when you leave the temple, you can change. Like after you've done your whole, you're done with the whole ceremony. But that's another cult like thing. You have to wear oh. things that all look the same. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's something that we can even go in because I didn't even know that until I was about like probably 26 before I, I even. Knew. It was the first time I went to a temple wedding. And when mm. they told me like you, you know, the bride wears something different, and I was like, what? Yeah. I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know you had to have two dresses. And they're like, yeah. yeah, you have, like, your temple dress, and then you have your actual wedding dress. <laughs> and I just, so like, fun. my brain was like, <laughs> what? And, like, listeners, when you go into the temple, which you will never be able to because you're not Mormon, but if you were to go into one, everyone is dressed the same. Like, everyone. So they're all in white from head to, to toe, like, everything white. And, like, depending on what you're doing, if you're doing baptisms and you're you're wearing those little white jumpsuits, you know, the ones we talked about before where it's, like, see-through and, like, a hot mess all over everywhere, <laughs> you're either wearing that or you're wearing these, like, so unflattering, like, I swear that the male church is just, it, well, it is, it's based on all white men just, like, controlling women as well and, like, making yes. them look as frumpy and disgusting as possible because they are just horrible people. So... These dresses are horrendous. It's like a a white tablecloth that you're wearing. And you have to wear underneath that like a slip, like a white slip. And then your garments underneath that. And then you have to wear these little, y'all know what I'm talking about, those little um, nylon socks that come up to like mid shin. (laughs) Yes. They're not heights, but they're not knee highs. They're like to your shin. Yeah. So you have to wear those and then these little white ballet slippers. So everything is white and you rent these kits. Like either you can buy a kit from the church, which I think costs like 30 or 40 bucks or some shit like that. Or you can just rent. It's called a temple kit every time you go. And I think it's like five euros or five dollars. I didn't know you had to. I didn't know you had to actually rent that. I thought maybe that they just provided it. That's even extra crazy. That's even more culty because they take your money. Yeah. That's what I never sit. Like it never sat right with me that I was like, why am I having to pay so much money to do these? Like, I mean, it wasn't so much money, but you have to pay well, to go to the temple. Think you have of to pay how much. Think of how much money they make from that because they encourage 
people to go to the temple as much as they can. And then they have millions of members. Like, that's crazy to me. I never knew that. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, most, well, not most, I would say out of the group of people who who went about – 30% 30% had their own kits, but that, again, they have to spend a pretty penny on it because those temple dresses, they ain't cheap. Like, they're pretty spendy. So you have to buy all that, and then you can just reuse it. But for those like me where I was like, well, I don't go often enough that I would want to buy and, like, have a kit. So you had to pay five euros every single time, and it's, like, awkward because it's, like, this transaction. Like, you go to get – like, you're inside the temple. You go to get the kit, and there's, like, a cash register in the temple. Oh my gosh, it's like, I'm having visions of, like, Scientology. It's so bizarre. I know. Oh, so weird. Yeah. And then you go in and everyone's dressed the same and everyone's, like, creepily smiling the same. And they have these name tags and they're like, hello, Sister Little, welcome. That's another thing I was going to bring up. I love that you said Sister Little. They they, um, have that in Thought Control uh, on that bite model. They... One of the little categories under that is name change. So they don't, like, obviously in the Mormon church, they don't fully change your name, and you still technically keep your name. But when you're talking to someone, like, for listeners, if you were never Mormon, like, if you even just go to church, not even in the temple, if you go to church, you talk to other people. If it's a female, you call her sister, then her last name, and a male, you call brother, last name. And then you'll call, like, the bishop, bishop, whatever last name or stuff like that so you never it's kind of like somewhat taking away that first name identity and I thought that was a really interesting point oh my god yeah I didn't even think about that and you know what it's still it's still to me really weird because I'm obviously like I have family friends and they're still Mormon and I only grew up ever calling them sister blah. Yeah. And even now that I've left the church, it's so weird for me to say Mrs. Blah. Like I can't do it. Like I still say sister because it's just like a weird, it's such a weird thing. But yeah. And then also talking about taking away your name, like in the temple, you get this new name, right? And so your identity is erased. Yes, totally. Yeah. That's a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah, and they they basically say, like, you know, this old life of yours or whatever is, like, not really you. Like, you're actually, for me, it was Tabitha, like, Tabitha, like, that's your new name. That's who, like, the Savior will call in the last day. And if you're righteous, then you'll hear it and you'll remember (laughs) it and you'll know that he's calling you. Which always, like, made me giggle with, like, thinking about God or, or, like, Jesus. Like, stepping back from that for a second, looking at that as a person, like, imagine that you've never heard of Mormonism before, and you just hear someone was like, oh, yeah, you go to the temple, they give you a new name, that you have to learn all these secret handshakes, everyone's dressed the same, and then God's gonna know this secret name of yours, like, I mean, it is just so absolutely bonkers, bizarre, but... Like, when you're, when I was in it, I was just like, oh, the temple, yeah, sure, okay. Exactly. <laughs> like, you're just like, oh, yeah, we call everyone sister and brother, like, no, big deal, you know, whatever, it's cool. Or even talking about those handshakes, like, I, I like, gave my friend, like, a handshake the other day, and he, like, he did it in a way that it was just, like, the temple ones, and I was like, <gasps> all these memories just, like, triggered and came back, and he was like, what's wrong? And I was like... 
this is like one of the signs yeah. in the temple. Like, this is what you do in order to give a sign. He's like, oh, well, that's weird. You guys should be more creative. Like, come up with better ones. He's like, I guess I, I guess I get in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's a weird thing too. Like, and and because I guess if you didn't grow up in the church, or even those who did grow up in the church, like you, you didn't go through the temple. Like, it's still a weird thing it's to hear. Like, you have weird. these handshakes and yeah. Uh, Something else that's about. like that I was thinking about that's less weird that everyone just kind of accepts is that Mormons like they're very much controlled in what they they control parts of what the Mormons can eat like and drink. I mean I guess especially is drinking like they're not allowed to have any like coffee or tea or alcohol and that's pretty you know um intense compared to other religions and then they also are expected to do a fast once a week which yes. maybe or what not yeah. once a week once a month um and they're supposed to all do it on the same day it's all supposed to be on the first sunday of every month and i don't think probably many non-members know about that but yeah they're supposed to fast for what is it like two meals two meals yeah and then aren't they supposed to donate the money they would have spent on those meals, like, to the church? Yep. So you have fast and <laughs> offerings. So you fast and then you donate the money that you would have spent on those meals. And it's, like, pretty much required. You know, if, if you're not doing it, people definitely look down on you. Well, yeah, and they ask you in your temple interviews, too. Like, are if, you a, um, what does it say, like a, a worthy tithing tithing. Tithe and fast like offerings, like, yeah. Yeah, and then do you fast and blah, blah. And y'all, <laughs> I lie during that every single time because I can't go without my food. We we all know this. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. And two whole, like, two meals. Like, and you weren't even supposed to snack in between those meals. I mean, uh, oh, what? what's the point of this? Yeah, and, like, a forced fast, you kind of, if you think about it that way, and you think about all the other dangerous cults that would force their members to fast so that they would become delusional, it's kind of crazy how, like, it's just right on the brink. Mormonism is right on the yeah. brink of becoming dangerous, but they're not because they, I think they're smart enough, like, they don't they push it to people, the point. you know? Yeah, like, they, like they're not mm-hmm. killing, but the thing is I was thinking about, like, how much more culty even it was back when it first started. Like back when Brigham Young was, you know, basically preaching blood atonement and stuff and people were killing people. Um, and then it kind of... It's crazy. It kind of evolved though. So now it's a lot more whitewashed and somewhat acceptable, but it's still so crazy and close to being a cult. As close as you can get. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I'd be interested to see is, like, speaking about this fasting stuff, I don't know why my brain went there. I think it was because you were talking about, like, um, anyways, no, I'm not going to even try to explain my brain thought because brain thought, that's <laughs> what I just said. Brain thought. Brain thought. Anyways, I wonder, like, how many brands and companies um, the, the church pays into, like, for endorsement somehow. Like, you know, for, like, coffee and tea, obviously we don't, like, the Mormon church doesn't endorse that, but maybe they endorse hot chocolate, Stevens hot chocolate, or some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I would be I interested. I wonder if there's a way that you could just find out. It's like, so hard. Like, I, I know, I should search around and see if anyone's got info, because 
it sucks because their finances are, they don't have to let the public see them because they're a church, even though they have so much money. Um, Ugh, so, so much is sickening. Yeah, that's, it's hard, but I would be curious to know about that. Because now that you're saying that, like imagine, so this is once a month, you're already paying tithing. Then you also have to pay tithing, which is of two mils. And I, when I used to pay it, I would just do 10 euros because I was like, oh, like five euros. Like <laughs> my cheap ass ghetto, like trash, white trash was like, that's like two fast food meals. Let's do McDonald's meals. <laughs> At least you paid it. I just wouldn't pay it. I'd be like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I would just like, oh, like 10 euros. I mean, that's 10 euros per month for one person. And this is a church that has how many million oh, members? Like, like so many and, and so many billions of dollars and so many, so much investments and money coming in from other places that they're just taking money from anywhere they can get it. And from people who don't even have the money to give, they still take it. Yeah. No, I know. That's, that's horrible. Yeah. Oh, and then I think another, I mean, I don't, I'm not an expert in cults at all, but from kind of what I've seen, like documentaries that I've watched and stuff like that, especially the Scientology one, it's about like, you know, this whole idea of getting the other members to also make you feel guilty and ashamed. So kind of like teaming up against yes. yeah, that's the a members big one. and, and that totally happens in the Mormon church too. You know, like you have these interviews, but for the most part, it's like interviews that like everyone in the church knows that you're going in for a bishop's interview. Or yes. like if you don't take the sacrament, everyone knows that like Right. It's that public it. it's that public shame and guilt. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that, that Mormons would say, Oh, we don't do that, but you just pointed out exactly how they do it. They all mm-hmm. kind of like watch each other and then if someone doesn't take the sacrament, they know and it's yeah, this is very much like shame and guilt based thing Mm -hmm. that and I think that that's like you said in Scientology and in I was reading about the Jehovah's Witnesses like Mm. they're just as if not more so culty than like Mormons so they're interesting interesting oh I would love to read up on that too I think because oftentimes like growing up we all like as a Mormon I would always get confused with uh, as a Jehovah Witness like they'd be like oh are you Jehovah Witness I'm like no I'm Mormon they're like oh aren't they the same I was like oh no but you know it's still cult both very culty yeah (laughs) but no it's that whole idea and you know like I think Katie and I, you and I have talked about this. We might have put it on an Instagram story. I don't know. And by we, I mean Katie, because, you know, she's the queen of that. But um, <laughs> we talked about how Leah, what's her name? Oh, um, Leah Remini. Yeah. Yeah, that she's doing, the, like, she, well, every, listeners, if you know her, she's, like, an actress in King of Queens and a lot of other, like, sitcoms and movies and stuff like that in the States. And she's the one who um, left the Scientology religion, like, and has been outspoken about it. And so she's, she's done a documentary or she's in the process of doing a documentary. Um, she's done one. And I think she's also doing another one. Like, I think one Uh is coming, another one is coming out because I know she did a series on it before. Um, so I think, okay. So I, I want to watch that, but point being is that like, so Katie told me that she's also now going to be looking into Mormonism, which is again, like, it's so fascinating to me that that's because like the two are so similar, even though when I watched the documentary going clear about Scientology as a Mormon, I remember thinking like, this is the most ridiculous, <laughs> ludicrous thing ever. Like 
how can someone believe in this? Like, how can you think that this is like a religion, that this is da-da-da-da? And then now that I've left, I'm like, oh, bitch, you were that girl. Like, people thought that about you. Like, yep, yep, <laughs> right? It's so true. I know. I don't know. I just saw on um, on Reddit and stuff and on some of my ex-Mormon groups that she replied to some tweets saying that she's looking into checking out Mormonism. So it's not, like, confirmed that she's going to do a series or a documentary on it, but I really hope she does because I think it would be awesome. I think it'd be amazing because I, th- for me personally, and, and just thinking about like kind of me researching or you researching, there's really not a lot out there on Mormonism, which I think is just bizarre because there's so much, you know, like information or documentaries or movie, even like cinema, like Hollywood movies made on most other religion, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. and they're not even as extreme. Like think about all the movies and, and things on like Catholicism or you know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's yeah. the whole other can of worms that we can get into one day. But I think it's, it's interesting to me that there's just really not a lot of Mormonism. And I wonder if it's because people don't care or if it's because the church has a really good way of controlling it. And I and, think the church has people off. just like what you said. I think they have a lot of money and that's why mm-hmm. like they have ways of controlling that. And because um, I've noticed there is more information on, I guess, in form of, like, documentaries and stuff. There's a little more about, like, fundamentalist Mormons. But um, even then, there's, yeah, there's still not much. I want to see something on mainstream Mormons. Like, I want them to finally be, I want, not them, but I want that, that church to finally be exposed for what it really is. You know, and it's not yeah, just like, exactly. like, yeah, there's tons of nice people that are in it. And they're still great people, but the underlying... Um, church and the underlying doctrine is super exploitive and it's pretty harmful. So I hope it hope it goes through. Hope she makes it. I do too. When <laughs> you said exploited, let me just tell you, listeners, this is just a side note of me being <laughs> absolutely stupid. So I was I was talking to my boy about this whole podcast thing and I was like, yeah, I'm like so excited about it. And he's like, oh, it'd be so awesome if you and Katie just like took down the Mormon church. And I was like, right, <laughs> like we can just do it. And I was like, I'm going to exploit them. And he was like, oh, do you mean expose them? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's the word I meant. <laughs> I'd exploit them if I could, but I don't know how. <laughs> So with that, listeners, I'm going to exploit the Mormon church. Yes. Hashtag. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Well, do you have any other, like, points you want to make before we wrap up? I mean, I could think of a million later. But right now, I mean, we just, again, as every episode, what we say, we just touched, like, the tip of the iceberg. Like, there are yeah. so many other things that... And I'm sure listeners who did grow up in the Mormon church, if you listen to this episode and you're thinking of a thousand other ones, like share that with us and we can do a little mini episode where we're like, hey, we forgot this, 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 and this, and this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this. Yeah, because there's lots of other things that are cultish, cult-like about the church. For sure. Mm-hmm. But for sake of time, I suppose we can, yeah, wrap it up. We'll wrap it on up. Uh, so, I don't, yeah, I guess just make sure y'all are, I just said y'all. I said y'all because I'm talking to you. <gasps> I never say that. 
Um, but make sure you're following us on social media. I guess mostly just Instagram because let's be... Well, I've been trying to get Twitter going. So if you're on Twitter, follow us there. But um, And then subscribe to us on like on iTunes and Apple Podcasts if you have that. Yes. And I don't think we have any other... Any other announcements? I think that's it for our closing prayer time. <laughs> our closing prayers. We are very grateful for your listening and your support and all the good things. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>